Big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. I want to go back to the district final, Coach. You get your fourth district championship in school history, beating Norwayne 59-53. We talked to you, uh, you know, last week. You felt that the regular season really prepared you for this uh, run in the playoffs. How much did it specifically maybe help you in a game like that where you're playing a hell of a team that jumped out to an early lead on you? Well, I think it does, Kenny. You know, we're we're an independent, and we've got to play who we can get on our schedule. It's 22 games I have to schedule. I don't have a league, <laughs> league or a conference to schedule 14 or 16 games, and you get six non-leagues. So I'm really appreciative of the coaches I've built a relationship with, and D1 coaches, D2, all around uh, Stark County. And that's just what we do. I mean, we have to go out and play and, and challenge ourselves to get better each night. You fall behind 26-17 in the first. You're down three at the half, Coach. After that first quarter, or maybe it was at halftime, did you make major adjustments? We didn't really make any major adjustments. We just tried to say, listen, they got hot. Uh, the scout report didn't have Braden West shooting that well. We saw him three times. We had film on him. But he came out and hit some great shots, and a lot of credit goes to him. He, he carried them for that first quarter a little bit. But we just kind of tweaked up a little bit here and there. We talked about opportunities on offense to keep attacking their pressure. And our kids did a great job at that. They stepped up. We had some big plays. I mean, Jack Talkington, I talked today to our kids about defense and how we've – I look at our our stats. We don't have guys averaging 18, 20 points a game. We've got three guys around 12 to 13 points a game. The other two guys are, are five and six. But uh, we have a lot of steals and a lot of deflections. We get our hands on the ball and – I think Talkington had two big steals at the end of the fourth quarter that kept us ahead. And then one of his tap deflectors went to uh, Dylan Rouse, and we, we got a possession there. But we were able to, you know, not just trade possessions with them. We, we defended better in the second half, and we kept them from scoring. All right, I'm going to throw this question your way and listening to you talk about Jack there. How much do you think his vision – played in those defensive steals and deflections being the quarterback on defense as a linebacker and the quarterback on offense as the quarterback. Well, I, I tell you what, I watched the film. He, he looked like a middle linebacker on a couple of those because he just went after <laughs> the ball and got his hand on it. He's like a, he's like a Brinks truck coming down the floor. Sometimes he just gets running and gets a full, full uh, head of steam and goes after it. But yeah, I mean, you can see his anticipation. He, he stayed in his stance. He, he shuffled his feet. And then he kind of turned his hip and took a, a big stride and got one one deflection for a steal. And then if he didn't get another one the next trip down. And then he, I'm telling you, in two more trips down, that's the one he deflected to Rouse, which really stopped them because they had they had uh, stopped us a couple times. And Jack got those steals and we got possession. We came down and we hit a big three ball. And that's that's what you got to do. And then Jack, you actually, he had to really, we were up one and he had a little step in off the right block and went above on a great pass from uh, from Ethan Reagan on one and put it in, and that put us ahead three. They missed. We held. Uh, we got a free throw after that. They had to, We took the ball on the sidelines three or four different times, the same set, 
because they had they only had two fouls. They had to stop the clock and get fouls, so we'd right. go to the line. But we were fortunate. Uh, Velosky made one, so that put us up four. They came down a miss. We got a rebound. Ethan Reagan got fouled and buried two more, and we win by six. So just really pleased for our efforts. Uh, Well-coached uh, Norway team. Brian West does a great job. I mean, this team that he had, these two seniors, were part of those three-in-a-row district titles, and they had won 20 games or more each year. So, wow. you know, it was a, we beat a really good team in the district finals, and we felt you know, like we accomplished that. And you're right, Kenny, our schedule helps provide that. It sure does, Coach. When you fall behind like that in the biggest game of the season, your kids don't panic and come back. You outscore them 42-27 to get the district championship. What's it mean at a smaller school like Central to, to bring home some hardware like that and the memories that come with it, Coach? Well, it doesn't matter what size the school is. you got memories forever there. I mean, uh, winning district, uh, I won a district at Maslin, uh and it's just great for our kids. Uh, you know, I talked about we won that first game over the district against uh, Trinity, and I said, "Hey, you're you're one of 32 teams left in Division Three. I want to be one of 16 left." Mm. And so when we won Friday night, they, they got in a locker room, and I said, "Well, you're you're, you're one of 18 because I got to go scout two games tomorrow, one <laughs> in Lima at Lima Senior at two o'clock, and then we drove up to Napoleon on Saturday night and watched Wayne Trace beat Emmanuel Christian." So. Then that's the 16 teams, but they kind of got a chuckle out of that because I left with Tyler Dunn, my assistant coach, Saturday after we – I was here in the gym by 8 o'clock, 8.15. Kids come rolling in about 9.30, and he and I left at uh, at 10 for our our voyage to the western part of the state to go over there and watch uh, OG play at Lima Senior at 2, then Wayne Trace at Napoleon High School. I mean, they're not easy to get to. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a drive, that's for sure. I'm sure you're talking shop the whole way, probably. Happy to have with us Matt Creamer, outstanding head basketball coach, Central Catholic Crusaders, now ninth, check that, 16-9 and nine on the year, and they will take on Wayne Trace, 20-6 and six in the Division Three Regional Semifinal game at Bowling Green State University on Wednesday, 6 p.m., right here on WHBC. So tell me about Wayne Trace, Coach. Uh, you scout them, so you get a good look at them, and I'm sure you've, you've seen film on them as well. Uh, what type of a challenge will they possess well they're they're a lot similar to some teams we've played throughout the year and i mentioned that i think the one thing uh first of all they're very well coached i mean uh their head coach jimmy linder does a great job he's been there a while and he and i talked uh yesterday at bowling green when they had all the coaches here to walk through everything that we had to know for where we have to enter and where we have to go which locker room and all that so uh they're well coached he's done a fabulous job you know, he kind of picked that district to get through because he was getting beat by OG the last mm-hmm. two or three years uh, and getting beat, you know, because OG is really good. And he said, Matt, I had to take that other bracket. I just had to get away from OG. And he, he, he won a district. Um, he's won a couple, and they come over. And uh, I said, well, we kind of – we just went to the one we went to because I got tired of getting beat by Lutheran East when I was in the regionals a couple years back. <laughs> but I said, you know, it's what it is. You, 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 you put your kids on a line, and you hope they – you hope they, they realize that you have an opportunity to win. But I'll tell you what, they've got a really nice team. Number 20, Brooks uh, Lockhoff, is, was a nice score. They have two 1,000-point scores that are both juniors. Um, oh. One's a guard wing, uh, Brooks Lockhoff, and the other kid is uh, Kyle Stoller. Stoller's about 6'3", Lockhoff's also 6'3". So they're a two-headed monster that way. They, they come at you. They kind of remind me of, of what Lake and Tommy McBride run. They do a lot of 
high screen opportunities. They get the ball at the elbow. They run some misdirection. They run flares. Uh, they're they're pretty good. That's a two headed monster there. So they've got they got players that know how to play. So we we're going to go out and defend and get after it. And you know, Kenny, I think at this time of year, it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's about doing what you do and try to do it better. How much does luck play into it, Coach? Because we were discussing this earlier, right? You're still there, and you deserve it, right? Uh, you have a chance uh, to, to do something no other boys team in Stark County can do this year, and that's win a state title. But Louisville lost by one. Jackson lost by one, both in the last seconds, right? Uh, a missed shot or a, a turnover or a step on the baseline, and it could go the other way. So I, I know you want your kids to execute, but how much does luck play into it? Well, I think the biggest thing is is that in tournament basketball, it really comes down to possession by possession. And it's not just that luck piece. It's just like, don't give me any bad luck. Okay. <laughs> you okay. want to stay, stay away from making your own mistakes. I mean, hey, I, I've been around long enough to look at each game and look at what we have ahead of us. And there's days when you can do everything right and it still doesn't matter because that team is just longer, stronger, and a lot better than you are. I mean, no matter how good you are, Kenny, there's always somebody better. And no matter how bad you are, there's somebody worse. But, you know, I look at it that way. I look at possession by possession. Yeah, and I can go back in games and say, man, if we'd have made that front end of that one-on-one in the middle of the third quarter, and you, you look at that, you, you say, oh, my gosh, that would give us a six-point lead instead of a five-point lead. We missed. Right. They come down. They hit a three. Now we're only up a bucket. You know, so yeah, you're exactly right. If you can keep bad luck away from you, yeah, okay. that helps. But yeah, sometimes it's the bounce of the ball. Tonight, when you go home and you're watching the NCAA tournament games from maybe some of those non Power Five conferences, you'll see guys really putting it on the line because they want to get to that NCAA tournament and get out there and play. And that's the part I love. I love this week as much as March Madness. I like watching teams competing to get there. And you're exactly right. That luck piece hits, and once that leaves your sideline, it's tough to get her back. Yeah, I'm watching the Knicks the other night at Miami, and they do an inbounds play, and Julius Randle fumbles the ball, screws it up, and then just turns and hoists one as he's fallen out of bounds, and it goes through the net, and they win at the buzzer, right? So sometimes, you know, luck be a lady tonight or or a basket tonight, and hopefully it's on your side uh, on Wednesday for Central Catholic. Along those lines, Coach, I'm curious, and I like to ask this of a lot of the coaches, because we hear different approaches to it. When you see a game starting to change momentum-wise, either for you or against you, are you of the belief to, um, you know, especially when it's going against you, you want to use that timeout, or do you want your kids to play through that? That's a great question. I mean, I, I really like the fact that if I feel things are kind of getting getting loose on there and lady momentum's going to the other sideline, I got to call a timeout and, you know, beg her back. Hey, you know, come on right. over here. We got better posture than those guys have. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's one of the things I try to talk to our kids about. I mean, you got to keep momentum. And, you know, momentum is a big is a big thing in high school sports and all sports. Um, you get a kid that's real positive on an end of a, of a good scoring opportunity, and he makes it, and then Lady Momentum switches over. I mean, she she changes dance partners quicker than anybody, and so you got to watch that. And I believe sometimes you, I think I got to call timeout and bring him in a little bit and realize that, that you know tell him one or two things that this is why I call the timeout. This is what I see. This is what I feel we should do. But go out and let's execute it. And so I, I'm one to call a timeout, especially at tournament time. Now maybe the third game of the season, 
I'll be like, you know, maybe it's time for them to realize they got to play through it. And that's when you become a player-driven team and they realize, you know, Coach has given us an opportunity to make our decisions on our own without him spoon-feeding us. And that, that, that's also a scenario.